the drive over. Did you know that Overcooked 2 has expansions? <gasps> Say it so. And so. What are they? There's like a fucking spooky one. There's a seasons <gasps> a one. A spooky one? Yeah, a spooky one. <laughs> There's a seasons one where you play like during Christmas time. Oh, are you just like making like sugar cookies in the shape of Christmas trees? You're making like hot chocolate. <gasps> and I don't remember what else because we only played a few levels because Brandon fucking oh. rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> that will end any relationship. Okay, wait, but don't master it because I feel like we need to take days off and do this shit again. I'm in. Like, I'll get a babysitter, a.k.a. my parents, <laughs> and you call in dead to work one day. Yep. And let's do the fucking season pack expansion. Okay, I'm in. There's a Chinese New Year one in the oh. season pack. Oh, there's a campfire one. <gasps> okay. What do you do? So you you're roast wearing, marshmallows? Probably. Sorry. Yes, you think you do. You're wearing a backpack, though, and then your <gasps> backpack has an ingredient in it <gasps> that only the other person can get. Oh, my God. <laughs> So then you're like running around trying to make stuff and then this person's chasing you like, hey, fucking wait, I need the toast or whatever. God damn. Get out of here. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Alexis told me about it. Oh and my I God. Haven't, I haven't played the campfire one yet. We just did like a little bit of the Christmas seasons one. <gasps> yeah. I want to play that. Me okay. fucking too. I've been in a bit of a dry spell on my video games because I just had a baby. <laughs> and then like two days ago, I pulled out my Nintendo Switch and I was like, we're fucking going to tear up some Zelda. And so I charged yeah. it. And, and they're like super bright controllers. It's like neon blue and neon pink. Yeah. And my son saw the Switch charging and he was like, oh, mom, let's play video games. Because I've been teaching him what video games are because I'm a great mom. <laughs> And he's not even three. Teaching him right. And he's like, let's play video games. And I'm like, fuck yeah, we're going to play video games. Sit in my lap. Let me show you the ropes. <laughs> and Zelda is not an easy video game for a two and a half year old. No. I can barely fucking play it. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the newer Zeldas. I know. Like, and so I was letting him kind of like use the controls to do like whatever. And he's fucking shooting all my arrows and dropping my goddamn swords and shit. And I'm like, <gasps> motherfucker, stop. Mm-mm. And then I, I kept like trying to run around, like overpower his little fucking thumbs to like go pick up my shit again. And he thought it was the funniest shit ever. And I'm like, nah, seriously, kid, if you save over this, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> you don't understand how real this is. You don't fuck with Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> no, it took me so long to get to this point. <laughs> yeah, good times. Uh, now I want to play video games. Let's get this over with. All right. <laughs> um, I think it's your turn to tell me your goddamn. Oh, good. Well, then. We don't do that in turns, but we need goddams first. <laughs> but I'm on to talk about it. Okay, so my goddamn is, I went to the dentist recently. Boo. Yeah, I've been putting it off for a while, but I go, and everything's fine. Like, they fucking, you know, clean my teeth and shit, and everything's going great. But it was, like, the annual checkup, so they, like, took pictures of my teeth. Oh, I hate that part. Yeah, and they've told me every time I go in, the hygienist is always like, do you grind your teeth? And I'm always like, I don't fucking know. (laughs) I'm asleep, generally. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I don't, but you're asking me that for a reason. And they're like, oh, every time your gums are kind of slightly receding and that's a sign that you grind your teeth. You might want to sleep with a night guard. Oh, no. I know. And every time I'm like, eh, cool. Go fuck yourself. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, this time she's taking pictures and she like showed me what happens because of my teeth grinding. And it's literally or like clenching. I don't know if I grind them, but I clench my jaws really just the one jaw. I only have one. (laughs) I clench my jaw really tight. 
And now, like, my lower teeth have indents of the peaks of my higher teeth. Oh, no. Which, cool, right? Whatever. It doesn't matter. And then she's like, you see this, like, all the white surface? And I'm like, yeah, my teeth are so white. And she's like, that's your enamel. <laughs> you see this yellow spot here? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, that's the inside of your fucking tooth because you've worn away your enamel and it doesn't come back. And I'm like, oh. Oh, no. And she's like, if you keep doing that, then you have to do, like, a root canal and all this other shit because it fucking hurts. It makes your teeth sensitive. So you should sleep with a night guard. And I'm like, fuck, I think I'm going to sleep with the night guard. So I ordered one. Did you? <laughs> I ordered one. And I don't know if you know this about them, but they're like, you can customize them. AKA you boil some plastic in water and you put it in your mouth and you bite down on it. And it's in the shape of your teeth now, right? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was just like this little plastic thing you slipped in there and you might choke on. <laughs> and so. It makes you chalk like dish. <laughs> it does. And so <laughs> last night I boiled it and I made it fit to my fucking teeth and everything. And holy shit, those are the nerdiest things I've ever. This is the nerdiest thing I've ever done in my life is wear a fucking night guard to bed. Oh my God. At least it's not like headgear. It's pretty fucking close. Like, I just got on birth control because I don't want to have another baby. I don't even need it because I got a night guard. Like, yeah, you don't. You didn't even need another form of birth control. No, Lee isn't touching me anywhere with this thing in my mouth. <laughs> and it's clear, so it, like, you can still see all my teeth through it. And it oh. kind of, like, magnifies them. Yeah. So it looks goofy as fuck. And then you lisp when you wear it because it's fucking a giant piece of plastic over your teeth. Yeah. Oh, my God. You didn't even get like a silly one. Oh, no. I was going for cheap because I'm like, for sure, I'm not going to want to sleep with this in my mouth. It's going to feel super uncomfortable. Yeah. I slept like a fucking baby. I don't know if that's because I have a baby. So I'm so tired all the time or what. Yeah, but probably. I had all that no... sleep deprivation. Yeah. I had no problem sleeping. And it was actually kind of comfortable. Wow. Probably because I clenched my fucking jaw all night long and I never knew it. <laughs> But here's the thing. I was thinking about it this morning and I'm like, okay, eventually you have to get a new one, right? Like they wear down or whatever. Yeah, because you fucking grind them down. Yeah, I don't know how long it takes because I've never done this before. But I was like, well, when I go to throw this away, I need to chop this up like a credit card because this is a perfect fucking indentation <laughs> of my teeth. <laughs> and someone out there is going to find this and make a fucking mold and like go to a murder scene and leave bite marks everywhere of my teeth bite a corpse with your mold <laughs> finally i found a corpse <laughs> it's seriously what i was thinking i'm like uh yeah i'm gonna chop this up into tiny pieces because oh my god that's hilarious yeah that's fucking that is an exact representation of my jawline <laughs> i think that i've recently thrown away a bunch of molds of my teeth but it was like from before braces so it wouldn't match now oh yeah you'd be way off yeah <laughs> That's so weird that you have those. Because my friggin' parents kept them forever. And it's like then, keeping teeth. <laughs> yeah, and then I moved in and I was like, what the fuck is this tiny skull doing here? <laughs> or at least tiny jaw. Oh, man. That's weird. Parents are weird. They really I'm are. One, I'm one of those weird parents. I know, right? Okay, Erin, give me your goddamn. Well, as you are aware, my husband got the equivalent to LASIK. It's not yes. LASIK, but it's a form of LASIK or whatever. Uh-huh. Which he needed really bad. Yeah. His vision was 2,500. <laughs> that means that something that he can see at 20 feet had you to be can 500. See at 500 feet. Oh, <laughs> he's fucking blind. Yes. 500 feet away. That's like how far away you have to stay in front of a dump truck. <laughs> that's behind a dump truck. That's 200 feet. Oh, you're right. It's even further. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a football field and a three quarters of a football field oh my god that's it's crazy. almost two football fields holy shit 
Yeah, so... He was blind. He was really blind. So he finally got this done, and I got to watch it, and that was pretty fucking cool. Mm -hmm. They did not let me take video or picture. I was disappointed, but I accepted it. procedure. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, that was going to be my goddamn... Yeah. Until... (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. The next morning, we woke up, and Brandon was like... I mean, he's... He's he can see now, but he's still really like light sensitive and stuff. So he's like Ray Charles around the house in sunglasses all the time. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and we were in our living room, and then we heard the trash truck, and we're like, "Fuck! I forgot to take out the trash." And that's mm-hmm. generally Brandon's job because he's a big, strong man, and yeah. I'm a delicate, heavily pregnant lady. Yeah, tiny little flower. <laughs> I'm a tiny, delicate flower. Uh-huh. And so I was like, "Fuck! I'm gonna be nice because he's blind. Like I can't make him run outside in the glaring daylight and be like, put the trash on the curb.' Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, as he's like screaming in pain and clutching at his eyes. Exactly, and like can't see, so he has to close him. Yeah. So. I had to run up the driveway. Oh, I, Lord. Yeah. I'm she fucking, got a steep driveway, guys. I have a really steep driveway. And it's long. Why is it so long? It's so long. <laughs> so I get all the way up there. And the trash guy has passed our house already. Aww. Only one house passed. And Aww. so I was like, wait. Will you take this? Yeah. And I, like, wave my arms and stuff. And he's like, it's fine. Like, it's cool. Bring it out. I'll get it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I just got to drag it this, like, I don't know, 10 feet to the curb, right? Yeah. And so I don't like touching trash cans because they're gross. And they always have spiders on them somewhere. Exactly. So I hooked my little fingers, my two index fingers, into the front of it where this, like, little lip is. And I started pulling it. And I was like, That's where wet? all the spiders are. I know. Use but, the handles, you creep. Well, the <laughs> handles are on the back. Listen, it's hard to get to. Okay. You just got to go with it. Okay. <laughs> so I have to, like, hook my fingers onto the front to pull it out before I can get to the back, right? Oh, there's... Oh, that makes me so nervous. I know. And so I was like, hug my fingers in, just one finger each hand, because I'm not going to try to touch anything, like a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, just so then, on one of my fingers. Yeah, so I'm like pulling it out and skittling it out a little bit at a time, and it's hard because I'm fucking heavily pregnant, and this thing is overflowing with trash. Uh-huh. And something wet touched my finger, and I was like, that's weird. I told you. Don't know why it was wet. Uh-huh. And so then I didn't really pay attention, and then I ran to the back of it to like, now I'm going to hold on to the handles, and I still just like finger and thumb the handles because I'm not touching that shit. Yeah. And that's when I realized that there were maggots (gasps) all over it, (gasps) over the entire thing, (gasps) over the entire handle. Remember my maggot story and how you judged me? I'm judging you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh my God, you touched it. I touched it. With your hand. That's what the wet thing was. You eat with that hand. Oh, I washed it thoroughly in like scalding water. (laughs) But the guy is there still like and he's like he's dealing with the neighbor's trash at this point. So he's not watching my struggle. Yeah. And the trash can is really, really full. So then I have my little fingers and I'm just trying not to touch maggots at this point. (gasps) Did you scream or anything? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I did. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) how'd you not scream? (laughs) Oh, no, I did. But it was like a man scream like, oh, what is that? Uh-huh. And, uh, and then I <laughs> I had my little fingers on the little handles and I was trying to kick it because you know how like yep. you kick it to get it like over to the curb forward yeah. or whatever yeah. and so I was kicking it and I think I pulled my <gasps> vagina muscle <laughs> <laughs> that's very likely you're very heavily pregnant I'm so heavily pregnant and I don't know what happened and I was just trying to hurry because the guy was there and oh my god it hurt so bad and then he oh. like came over with his gloves and was like I got it. Like, <laughs> just, he just stop. <laughs> he just grabbed it with his gloves and he took it. And I was like, thank you. And I like walked away in shame. And then I got inside and I couldn't fucking move all day. <gasps> like it hurt to walk. Oh. It, it still hurts. It hurts bad. It's not like my groin muscle or anything. Like, it's like inside It's your like vagina. my fucking vagina. I pulled my vagina. 
can I just tell you that after I had my first child, it was like a year later. And I that was when I first got my, can I say period? Or are people going to be grossed out? My If they're not grossed flow. out by me pulling my <laughs> vagina. <laughs> I know. I just, you know. Anyway, uh-huh. the first time I fucking bled after having a baby was, it was like Shark Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Shark Week a year fucking later because when you breastfeed, you don't fucking bleed. Yeah. Uh, the first time that happened, my vagina muscle got pulled. No. <laughs> yeah, just on its own. I wasn't even doing anything, and I was on vacation, and then all of a sudden it started fucking spasming. Oh my god! And you didn't know your vagina muscle could spasm. It fucking hurts. Yeah. I was in bed like, oh, that Why doesn't is feel it like good. This? It's such a violation. Yeah. And you pulled it. So now you're feeling it all the time. All the time. And I'm oh, literally like soul. waddling around everywhere. And then Brandon makes fun of me because he's like, just waddle, waddle, waddle. And I'm like, <laughs> I fucking pulled my vagina, dude. I just want to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That reminds me. I have a box full of vagina ice packs that you gave me. And uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't even have to use one, so maybe you should uh, take that back. I literally was like, I might, because I have another box of those, because I uh-huh. stocked up on them last time. <laughs> Not fucking around. And I was like, I'm going to put peas on my vagina. Like, <laughs> I'm going to put fucking an ice pack on my vagina. And Brent, at first, because I had to buy him frozen peas for his eyes, for his LASIK thing. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm, I might need one of those packs of peas for my vagina. And he's like, please label it <laughs> as yours. <laughs> oh my god that's great i'm not eating peas at your house for a really long time for the record <laughs> we don't we've never used frozen peas so I, ha- I had to literally buy them to be like oh we should get frozen peas as an ice bag oh my god that's great yep is so, it still hurting no oh, it hurts so bad oh i'm sorry and so i was like waddling around your kitchen and i was like i can't wait to tell you my goddamn <laughs> you did tell me it was a doozy but i'm just used to you waddling because you're so pregnant that's true all right lady let's make your weekend better by talking about dead people yeah give me some murder to take my mind off this vagina <laughs> Ooh, okay this week i'm going to tell you about janet christensen abero all right so janet grew up in a mormon family and she was the seventh of ten fucking children. Holy shit. Why are people having so many goddamn kids? Because that's what they do. <laughs> I'm second time pregnant and I'm like, never again. Oh, I'm not having a third. Have There's they never no pulled way. a vagina? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm never doing this again. No, me either. <laughs> so in 1998, she was studying at Southern Virginia University where she also played on the soccer team. Girl, you can relate. I can relate to that. It was on the soccer field where she met and fell in love with a fellow soccer player who also shared in her same Mormon beliefs. Right. And this was a man by the name of Rabin Abero. Okay. You pick a lot of Mormons. I know. I must, uh, <laughs> must Google by search for it. It's fucking Mormons are killing each other out there, man. Spoiler alert. <laughs> right. Okay. So the two of them, they create an instant connection. And after two years of dating, they get married in August of 2000. All right. Soon after their marriage, the couple moved to Durham, North Carolina, and both of them got a job at a sporting skid company. Ooh, girl, you could relate again. I can relate. Is this, this me, but Mormon? Yes. Is this a Mormon Aaron? I was just going to say, it's my Mormon bestie. All right. Shortly after they moved to North Carolina, issues start to pop up in their marriage. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So this isn't you. Never mind. Take it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One day, Raven came home to- Raven? Raven. That's his name. Did I, I tell you his name? I, I must have missed that in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I did Who knew he it. was such a badass? <laughs> He's definitely a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why she fell in love. <laughs> Duh. Okay, so Raven comes home one day, and he tells Janet that he wants out of the marriage. Oh, man. And he explains that he's been actually having an affair, 
And not only with just one person, but he's been seeing multiple people. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. So Raven moves out of their home and the couple were separated for some time until Janet found out that she was fucking pregnant. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Is this their first child? Yeah. Okay. So Janet was worried about being a single mom. And with the news of the baby on the way and everything, the two decide, like, let's just try to work this shit out. Yeah. Which is the worst idea ever. We've I mean, if it wasn't it working, a baby's not going to make it better. Oh, good lord, no. A baby <laughs> makes this so much harder. Yeah. <laughs> so everything seemed to be going well with the couple and, like, them getting back together and everything. And on October 17th, 2004, their son Caden was born. Oh, I like that name. I do, too. Then in December of 2004, so two months later, Raven was busted for stealing from the sporting goods store that they worked at, and he was fired. Wait, they still worked at the same place? Yeah. That's awkward. Super awkward. Like, hey, I'm going to move out and then I'll see you at work on Monday. And then she's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, I guess I'll come home on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, that's weird. I don't know if it was like an office job or if they were like working the merchandise floor. I'm not really sure. Either way, they're probably going to see each other pretty often. Yeah, you got to run into each other. Yeah. Okay, so he's fired from the sporting goods store, right? Okay, yeah. What was he stealing? Bats, probably. Yeah, probably. Bats are the most expensive, right? Mm, One of them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Janet finds out that he fucking steals shit, right? And obviously he got fired. And so she's like, I'm going to go ahead and resign from this company as well. Oh. She's embarrassed. Okay, yeah. And Raven ended up pleading guilty to stealing all the shit. And it was like five charges of embezzlement that he was prosecuted for. Damn. But he never had to serve any jail time. So it was like he admitted guilt. I'm sure he got fined or whatever, lost his job. But he never ended up spending any time in jail for it. Yeah, he probably had to like pay it back. But he was, they were like, sorry. Yeah, my bad. That was embarrassing. Yeah. Everything seemed quiet for four entire months. Oh, good. Until April 26th of 2005 when Raven put a call into 911 to report that his wife had been murdered. Uh-oh. That's not good. No, 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 no. This is a bad call. Yeah. The 911 call recorded Raven saying that he had just come home and he found his wife dead and that she's, quote, been shot or something and there's blood everywhere and she's not breathing. Okay. End quote. So the police arrive and they find Janet had been stabbed multiple times, not shot, like how Ooh. he had said, and the autopsy found that she was pregnant with their second child god damn it um smelling motives ew (laughs) (laughs) but yes (laughs) apparently Caden, the six-month-old son at this point he was left unharmed and was safe in the other room next to janet that's good side note i didn't put this here because i actually had to research it later because i was like where did she die like it didn't really tell me where she died yeah but her body was found in their office Okay. Just FYI. So the police immediately suspect Raven, right? They're like, the husband did it. Mm -hmm. Not only because there was a large life insurance policy on Janet, but also his recent embezzlement from the sporting goods store. Like, hey. Maybe there were some money issues. Yep. Go and get some money from that life insurance and shit. But also, he had like a knife collection, supposedly. Okay. it was missing. Oh, good. And she was stabbed. And he's like, it must have been a robber for my knives. Yeah, and then stabbed my wife and took the collection. (laughs) That's all he took, though. It was a really good collection. That and my baseball card. (laughs) (laughs) 
The problem was, see, that Raven had a pretty damn good alibi for that night. Mm -hmm. So even though the cops are like, fucking Raven, he was like, wasn't me. So Raven says that the night that Janet was murdered, the couple had spent time together with a fellow friend from their LDS church. Mm -hmm. And after they spent time together with that friend, they went home and she was laying in bed watching TV at 8 p.m., which was like a nightly ritual for her. When Raven decided to leave to go to an evening game of soccer with his friends. Okay. When he returned, which was at 10 p.m., that's when he found that his wife was like blue and dead in the upstairs office. And that's when he called 911. Jeez. But couldn't he have killed her before he left for soccer? I know. Every article was like, he has an airtight alibi. And I'm like, well. I mean. I could feel a little breeze. (laughs) (laughs) I can definitely feel the breeze too. Because, like, there was time between hanging out with that friend and going to soccer. Yeah, like, if she's getting ready for bed or whatever, I assume the friend is gone. And then he's like, hey, babe, can you come meet me in the study? I want to show you our finances. Yeah, I have something very important to show you. Does this smell like chloroform? Yeah. Did you see this knife? Whoa, Look watch at it closer. Out. It's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but evidently the police were like, ah, oh, man, it's not Raven. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Janet's family also suspected that Raven was the murderer as well. Mm -hmm. Mark Christensen, who is Janet's younger brother, he never liked Raven. From the moment Janet brought Raven home to meet the family, Mark described him as charming, of course. Mm -hmm. First red flag. Yeah, exactly. While the rest of the family seemed to be like, you know, fucking falling. by him. Yeah, exactly. By his charisma. Mm-hmm. Mark found it like forced and unsettling. He thought it was kind of odd. Okay. And his suspicions were confirmed one night while Janet and Raven were visiting. And they were at Janet's parents' house. And Mark, the brother, still lived there. He was like 16 or something. And the couple were staying the night. And early in the morning, Raven like burst into Mark's room and accused him of stealing $20 from his wallet. Whoa. Yeah. And Mark was like what the fuck like I didn't steal the money from your wallet and Raven was like I know you're a thief because I've left leftovers here before and you eat them and so Mark like rolls his eyes like what the fuck are you talking about that doesn't mean I stole money from you right just because I eat leftovers yeah that doesn't make me a thief yeah yeah leftovers are a free fucking game if they've been there for more than a couple of days I agree Although I have carne asada fries in my fridge right now, and if you touch them, I will stab you in the eye. That's true. That's true. There are rules. But I was thinking, like, he made fucking spaghetti, and there's leftovers. Like, all right. Anybody can eat that shit. Yeah. But if you go somewhere, you're right. That's mine. Yeah. So, right, Mark's like, "Ah, I didn't take your $20. And Raven just snaps, and he was like, quote, you don't know who I really am and what I'm capable of. Uh, all right. Yep, not a good quote to have. No. Then Raven grabbed Mark and slammed his head against the wall. Oh, my God. Not a good little family affair event to happen, right? Zero to 100 real quick. (laughs) Yeah, not cool, Raven. (laughs) Yeah. Mark never ended up filing a police report or anything, but because of this experience that he had, he quickly drifted away from his sister. It was like, I don't want to hang out with you guys. That guy's fucking weird. Yeah. None of the articles never mentioned, like, what the family thought of this little incident. Because I can't imagine you could hide that, right? I wouldn't. If I was Mark, I'd be like, hey, everyone else in the family, this guy's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, he just slammed my head against the wall for 20 bucks. Yeah. (laughs) But if you're the sister, like, if you're Janet, you might want to be like, let's just not talk about this. Don't tell mom and dad. 
Yeah, but also, if you're, like, actively trying to hide the behavior of your significant other, like, that's a red flag, right? Oh, yeah, that is a big red flag. So, because of all this, like I said, Mark kind of, like, strayed away from his sister, and they were once really, really close. So now she's kind of getting alienated from her family, right? Yeah. And all of the siblings also were kind of suspicious, like, her other fucking nine siblings were kind of suspicious of him, too. And Raven's story of the evening seemed to kind of be inconsistent. Yeah. A fellow church member said that Raven had said when he found Janet that she was still alive and said something along the lines of like, why do I hurt so bad? But on the 911 call, he said she was dead and blue, not breathing, right? Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Like, why do you have this account of her saying, why do I hurt so bad? That's really sad if that's true. Yeah, I mean, like, you know how like every lie has a, gri- a gri- grain of truth? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Ugh. Of course. Ugh. Hopefully he made that up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But police never had enough evidence to actually arrest him. So the case ends up going cold. Okay. Raven took the couple's son, so Caden, and he moved to Salt Lake City, Utah, where he eventually met a woman by the name of Vanessa Pond, who was a fellow parent whose daughter went to his son's daycare. Okay. The two start to hit it off and they begin dating. And Raven was honest about his wife having been murdered. And Vanessa was like a little leery of him. But she admired that he was a single father and she felt sorry for him. And so she was still kind of letting herself fall for him. And she was like, he has an airtight alibi. Airtight. <laughs> there is there is no way he could have done it. Definitely not a draft in here, guys. <laughs> but so she does some research. She goes on the internet. She looks up Janet's death and like starts asking Raven a lot of questions. And every question she asked he had an answer for Mm -hmm. and he kind of painted this story of how he was being framed by the cops and how he had nothing to do with it and how he's so heartbroken over it right yeah so vanessa starts to believe him and in 2008 which is three years after janet's death the two get married okay when janet's sisters found out that they were engaged though they were like oh shit we need to go talk to vanessa because she needs to know what kind of guy she's with because they're all like for sure he's getting away with murder over here right yeah and so they go and talk to her and they're like, yo, be warned. But as they say, love is blind. Oh, God. And she ignored them. Which usually love is blind is like, oh, we just fell in love. But now I like understand the saying of like, oh, you're just going to ignore all the bad things because you're yeah. blinded by love. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of red flags here that should probably be addressed. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you should get the fuck out. So shortly after the couple get married, Raven started to change, obviously, and Mm -hmm. he began having outbursts of rage. Weird. Yeah, how odd. He would say awful things to her and then immediately apologize. You can only hold the crazy in for so long. Yeah. Evidently for this man, it was like after they got married. (laughs) Like, got her. (laughs) Got her. Gotta be fucking crazy now. Locked her in. Exactly. It didn't take him long to start to get physical with Vanessa. God damn it. And four months after they got married. Did she end up dead in the study? No, Vanessa left his ass. Oh, good. Go, Vanessa. Yeah. And the marriage was annulled. She was like, um, I think I'm finally going to listen to Janet's sisters. Exactly. So Vanessa explains one incident where he threw her up against the wall and she fell from like being thrown. And later he tried to convince her that she had tripped. Oh, my God. That's some next level crazy shit, right? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. I didn't do that. You tripped. (laughs) Bitch, I was there. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Bitch, I was there. What are you talking about? Yeah, you crazy? So the two separate and Vanessa comes forward to the cops and she's like, hey He's a little fucking fishy. Maybe you guys should look into him again. Exactly. She's like, I think he might have had something to do with Janet's murder. Yeah. And are you sure there's not a draft in that alibi? Yeah. 
maybe it's not as airtight as you claim. Yeah. So the Durham police, they assign a new detective to the case so that there would be like some fresh eyes to look at the evidence, right? Mm-hmm. Smart. Exactly. And so this new detective, he's reviewing all the crime scene photos and something didn't look right to him. Mm-hmm. First of all, there was no signs of a struggle. And like, especially with the stabbing, you would expect to see a lot of disturbed fucking shit around you and violence. But yeah. that wasn't the case. Yeah. Something more disturbing, though, was that in one of the photos there on the bathroom counter lie Janet's contact case and the contact case was wide open, indicating that she was still wearing her contacts and hadn't taken them out for the night. Okay. So she wasn't in bed watching TV. Exactly. When he interviewed the family, they all confirmed that Janet was very diligent about removing her contacts at night. And then she would like lay in the bed, watch TV, and then go to sleep. Yeah. So like we just said, Raven claims that when he left her, she was already in bed, meaning that her contacts should have been out of her eyes. Mm-hmm. But in this picture, there was no contacts in the case. So the detective had Janet's body exhumed. Oh, my God. Was he looking for contacts? He was to determine if she was wearing contacts when she died and when she was buried. I'm sorry. This is a really weird question. And maybe they didn't do an autopsy because she was clearly stabbed or whatever. But, like, wouldn't they remove contacts? I don't know. I guess not. Because behind the eye caps that were placed in Janet's eyes (gasps) at the time of burial, fragments were found. And these fragments were sent off to an ophthalmologist who examined them and when he washed them with sterile water to like get a better look they actually swelled up and resumed their convex shape like a contact would yeah and the most conclusive evidence was on this fragment there was a number one two three on the lens itself which is consistent with AccuView lenses which is what janet wore Okay, so, so she was buried with her contact lenses in. Her body still had the contacts in. Yeah. I don't know why that's blowing my mind right now. I don't know either. Like, don't they, like, remove your eyeballs or some shit? I guess they just put caps over them. Yeah. That's kind of gross. I mean, if they're letting the rest of your body decompose. It's Maybe like they're f- going to remove your body and put a fake body in. I know. Why would they remove your eyes and put fake eyes in? Uh, to examine them? But I guess if they're, like, intact... Also, I should note that I'm not just leaving out gory details. There were no gory details. I have no idea where or what she was stabbed or anything like that. It's just she was stabbed a lot. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe her face was left untouched, and so they didn't feel a need to examine her eyes, and they just put caps on. I mean, they might not have done an autopsy at all if, like, she was clearly stabbed. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm just blown away that, like, a body could be buried with contacts. I would think that, like, it's not something I I ever thought of before, but I would think that somebody would have thought of that. Like, hey, don't forget to remove the contacts. (laughs) Is it like, but do they remove, like, body jewelry and stuff? Like, if you have a tongue ring or, like, a clip piercing? Yeah, they remove and they give it to the family unless they want them to be buried with it. I have, like, a little baggie of all my grandma's jewelry that she died in. Yeah, okay, jewelry, but contacts, I don't know. I never thought about it either. But damn, this detective needs a pay raise. Seriously. It's times like this that I'm like, I would make the shittiest detective. I'm like, contacts? Look right over that. I'd be like, I don't know, maybe she dropped him. Right? (laughs) So to take this finding a step further, that ophthalmologist, he wanted to see how a contact lens would decay over time. So he conducted a little experiment so that they could use this in trial. Okay. So he took pig eyes and he put (gasps) contact lenses on them. And then he put caps on them and like buried them in a little casket. And he even used like all the same cloth and shit that was in Janet's. Oh my God. And then he buried them in his backyard. (laughs) <laughs> he did this with three sets of eyes and then every his poor s- wife <laughs> right every or husband s- or whomever he's with this poor partner he's like, 
Why are you burying pig heads and tiny caskets in our yard? <laughs> right? Oh Maybe my he's God. single. But he's got to be single. There's a little picture I'll put up on the website, but he even has like little tombstones for them to be like pig eye experiment. Oh my God. I mean, it's like just fucking printed on some printer paper and stuck on a popsicle stick but still yeah but someone goes over to his house for like a fucking holiday barbecue and they're like wow you've had a lot of pets die and he's like no those are pig heads yeah i'm doing an experiment (laughs) so he had three boxes buried and every six months he'd dig up a box to see how they were decomposing and they were consistent with janet's decomposition of her fucking contact lenses okay that's fucking crazy so just to like solidify that she was buried with her contacts Mm -hmm. that they were in fact contacts even though we were sure they were contacts he's like no i'm gonna try this with pig heads (laughs) that's us we got it guy we're fucking contacts that is us (laughs) but (laughs) it proved crucial in the case against raven okay because it proved the inconsistency in Raven's accounts that for that night. Yeah. So he was arrested and brought to trial for the murder of his wife. Because they're like, you said she was in bed and she would take out her contacts and shit. We know you're fucking lying. There's been a couple holes in your story. And this one is like physical evidence of your lie. Yeah. Yeah. Your story's full of contacts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so his trial began in 2013 and the prosecution brought forth his ex-wife, Vanessa, to explain how he had like violent tendencies and everything. And she even said he would tell her how much he hated her and how no one would care if she died. Like, no one's going to miss you if you died. What a fucking douchebag. Weird. Don't say that shit, especially if your fucking wife was murdered. Yeah, you've already been like pegged as... what is suspicious it? A, man a suspect for murder once yeah, yeah. why would you fucking make claims like cool that? it on the death threats bro <laughs> yeah if you want to lay low from the radar you know how you do that don't make the death threats maybe become like a born again mormon and actually do it right this time please so the defense argues that everything was circumstantial and that investigators ignored some bloody shoe print that was on the scene that could potentially point to another killer Mm-hmm. There was just one little line in an article. I don't know what that means or, you know, like, did the footprint not match his shoe? Was it not his size? I don't know. They were just like, you ignored this. So this possibility, there's like room for doubt, right? It could yeah. have been another killer. If I ever kill anyone, I'm going to wear like men's Timberlands. <laughs> I feel like, like a big size. I feel like you really have to throw them off and you have to wear like toddler shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I, well, I could fit in toddler shoes. You probably could. And then you'd be like, you'd struggle. You do like the Cinderella fucking glass shoe. But like, I can't get it on my big toe. Yeah. The OJ glove. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like... It worked for OJ. uh, It'd be so hard to walk in little tiny hooves, though. You could do it. Uh, Listen, I think I'm just going to go big, and then they're going to be like, whoa, it must have been an enormous guy. Yeah, but but then... uh, And I'll be like, I'm just a small little girl. Look, I can't even slip my foot in there without it flying out the other. Yeah, I'll lace them really tight. I'll get high tops. Oh, God, they could probably tell in the shoe print, like, "Mm, this person had a foot in the back half of the shoe. (laughs) (laughs) The print is very light on the toes. You're probably right. <laughs> but listen, if you wore toddler shoes, you could put just your heels in and point your toes up. Because I feel like anybody else would go toes down and that'd be very uncomfortable during a murder. How but you am could I going to murder a person just walking on my heels? <laughs> you could do that like Donald Duck status. Yeah. yeah, you could do that way easier than tippy toes. Listen, I'll give it some thought and get back to you. <laughs> I'm just imagining you like coming at me with a knife with my son's like light up Paw Patrol shoes on. <laughs> just like on my in big the toes. <laughs> Okay, so back to this story. Mm-hmm. Basically, the defense is like, it could be another murderer, right? Yeah. So the jury goes to deliberate, and they end up in a fucking deadlock of 11 to 1 for guilty verdict. <gasps> and the judge had to declare a mistrial. God 
Damn it. Uh-huh. And the second trial was to be held on March of 2014. But before it could start, Raven entered an Alfred plea of voluntary manslaughter, which acknowledges that there's enough evidence to convict him, but he's not actually admitting guilt to murdering yeah. her. The plea turned out to be a pretty sweet deal for him because he was sentenced to between 95 and 123 months in jail, which is approximately 8 to 10 years. Okay, I really thought you were going to say days, and I was like, this motherfucker. Oh, that would be a real sweet deal. But 8 to 10 years. Okay. And he was granted time served for the previous four years that he had spent in jail awaiting trial. So I forgot to mention, they arrested him, and it took four years to, like, bring him to trial. Yeah. That's pretty usual. Yeah. So he got fucking four years served and he has always maintained his innocence and he was released Christmas Day in 2017. So he's a free man because he just said, listen, you guys have enough evidence to convict me. I didn't do it, but I'm gonna go ahead and go with guilty so that I don't risk life in prison for actual murder. Oh, my God. Well, here's the thing. Janet's family is like, well, obviously, we didn't get any justice. And she died for nothing. Well, she would have died for nothing anyway. But her family is like, we just want the world to remember Janet as a kind, loving person who would show you how to be a better person and could make you laugh and make you so happy. Oh, my God. That's so sad. I know. And then Vanessa, the ex-wife, is like, hey, other chicks out there watch the fuck out for raven because he's out and he's free and if you see him like on dating sites and shit you want to stay away because it ain't gonna be pretty yeah and she says quote please don't be drawn in and please get away as fast as you can oh this charming motherfucker you better believe i fucking tried to google the shit out of him yeah to find his facebook or twitter or something i couldn't find anything i guarantee you he changed his name raven oh, is a pretty like i'm gonna fucking murder you name yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, man. So if you guys find him. Don't dox him because that's probably illegal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where I was going to go with that. (laughs) Don't date him. (laughs) Yeah, definitely don't date him. And do let us know what he's up to. Yeah, we need to know. God damn. They got off on fucking murder. That's insane. I know. Okay, Erin, give me your murder story. Okay, so my story, it's a little bit well-known. I had heard it before, but I didn't really know that much about it or anything. Mm -hmm. So you might have heard this one before, and I hope that you haven't. Okay. My story is about Ronald Gene Simmons. (gasps) Gene Simmons? Right? (laughs) He was born July 15th, 1940 in Chicago, Illinois, Mm -hmm. where Scruff McGruff is from. Ooh. And when he was three, (laughs) his dad died of a stroke, and his mom remarried later that year. Damn. Yeah. She married a man named William Griffin. Mm -hmm. Side note, her dead husband, so Ronald's dad, was also named William. Oh, she got a thing for Williams. I guess. Or it was a very popular name in the 40s. Could be. Could be. This William Griffin guy, he was a civil engineer for the U.S. Army, too. So, smart guy. Okay. But they moved to Arkansas because of the Army. Mm -hmm. And when Ronald was 17, he dropped out of school and joined the Navy. Which I've never understood how kids choose a different branch than their parents. (laughs) i know like if you like our parents are from the navy Navy, so like it's very navy centric exactly everything well i mean not everything in our house is navy but like if my brother were to join the military i'm sure he would have gone navy yeah it's weird to me but anyway he was stationed in washington and he met a lady named rebecca ulibari we'll call her becky yes we're gonna call her (laughs) becky They got married and moved to New Mexico when Ronald was 20 years old. 
So oh. fucking starting young, right? Yeah. But I guess like back in the day, they got married sooner. Yeah. Now we're waiting until we're like 35, 40, and we're like, fuck, I want to have kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I'm geriatric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of pregnancy, you are. Exactly. But also, he joined the Navy when he was 17, so. Fresh out of fucking school. Yeah. Well, he dropped out of school, so. Yeah. Technically, even. really fresh out of school. Yeah. They ended up having seven kids. Oh, God. Again, with these fucking large-ass families. <sighs> Listen, people. I don't know how you do it. I don't either. Send smoke signals if you need help. <laughs> Someone will help you. We'll toss you a corona. Yeah. <laughs> and give you the mom nod, like, I fucking know it sucks. <laughs> You did this shit. roll your eyes and turn up Baby Shark. (laughs) (laughs) So six years after joining, Ronald left the Navy, and then he joined the Air Force. Okay. I didn't know that that was a thing that you could do. Like just change militaries? (laughs) Yeah, like, ah, you know what? Fuck this. The water's not really for me. I'm going to be in the air now. Yeah. I don't want to be a sailor. I want to be the sailor of the skies. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. So he was given awards in the military, and he ended up retiring from the Air Force in 1979. Okay. So there were also rumors that Ronald was sexually abusing one of his daughters. Ew, no. Yeah, this is no, where the story kind of takes a turn for the worse. For the purpose of us telling the story. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was 17 years old and her name was Sheila. Aww. And in 1981, Ronald was being investigated for allegedly fathering a kid with Sheila. Ew. Yeah. No, it went that far? Uh, fucking apparently. That's not good. Yeah. That's not good at all. Yeah. And he didn't want to get arrested. And since they were <laughs> just like investigating and stuff, he fucking up and moved his whole family to Dover, Arkansas. Yeah, but they're going to like follow you, right? Or uh, are they just like, ah, man, he left? I don't know, man. Because they just fucking up and left. And then it was like, all right, thank God that's over. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you could just do that. I didn't either. So the next time you're being investigated for something, just be like, nope the fuck out of this town. Going to Iowa. Yeah. Arkansas. <laughs> oh, well, wherever. Yeah. So they lived on a 13-acre property known as Mockingbird Hill. Sounds pleasant. Yeah, but they didn't have a phone or indoor plumbing, so it probably wasn't that pleasant. Okay. There was, however, a privacy fence surrounding the whole property, because I guess this family was, like, pretty secluded. Mm-hmm. And Ronald had odd, like, low-level jobs around town, but he would always quit relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. One of his jobs, he quit because there were a bunch of reports against him of inappropriate sexual advances. Oh, he does not have a good track record. So no. dudes, like, diddling people. Yeah, dudes inappropriately touching people yeah. all over the place. Show me on the doll. Mm-hmm. And he quit his last job at a mini mart on December 18th, 1987. Okay. On December 22nd, 1987, so just a couple of days later, he woke up and was apparently like, fuck everything. <laughs> And he got his twenty two pistol. Oh. And he bludgeoned and shot his oldest son, Gene. Who oh, my God. 29 years old. Whoa. And then he shot his wife, who was 46 at the time. That was Becky. Oh, my gosh. He killed them both. He bludgeoned his son with the fucking end of the gun? I don't I'm know. Guessing. <laughs> it just said bludgeoned and shot. And I was like, oh, um, weird. You should yeah. have just shot. Overkill. Oh, my God. But he's losing his fucking shit, so okay, here we go. Yeah. And then he killed his three-year-old granddaughter, <gasps> Barbara. Is that the one that he fathered? No. Okay. Still but sad. Super sad still. Three years old, little tiny baby. And he strangled her. <gasps> oh, that's worse. <sighs> For some reason it is, isn't it? I hate it. Yeah. 
Especially for a grandpa to do that to a little baby. like What a fucking sicko. Yeah. And then he dumped all three of their bodies in a cesspit that he had apparently forced his kids to dig days prior. Every 13-acre farm needs a cesspit. (laughs) I had to look up what a cesspit actually was, and I guess it's like where you would like put your pee and poop or whatever yeah sounds like it yeah fucking gross but they had only dug it days prior so there probably wasn't a lot of pee or poop in there i don't know why that makes it a little bit better to me but he he threw their bodies in it yeah okay then he waited for his other kids to get home from school Uh uh-oh apparently by all accounts these kids were like good kids and of course this is after the fact but none of the teachers or anything could like pinpoint any like behaviors or anything that would indicate like problems at home or anything like that so they had no idea that their dad was crazy yeah that he was a crazy person and they weren't like exceptional but they were perfectly average children like yeah they they didn't act out but they weren't like geniuses i don't know got it like no one they weren't on anybody's radar they weren't on anybody's radar exactly also i side note i would like to state how appropriate it is that you could probably hear our children playing in the background as you talk about children i know right those are not added sound effects we are not that classy (laughs) we're not trying to put you into the mindset of fucking kids coming home from school our kids are just loud as shit (laughs) it's mostly mine he yells when he plays that's so cute okay so he's waiting for his kids to get home from school right got it he's got a cesspit full of dead bodies yep cesspit full of dead bodies and then the kids get home from school and so he tells them that he has presents that he wants to give them but he wants to do it one at a time oh no so first he takes 17 year old loretta and he strangles her while holding her head underwater in a rain barrel oh my god that's awful fucking awful oh god and then he killed three more of his children the same way right after like in succession He killed Eddie, who was 14, Marianne, who was 11, and Becky, who was 8. He killed his whole family. That's not even his whole family yet. Oh, my God. But, yeah, this guy's going on a goddamn rampage. Whoa, bro. Like, just leave. You don't have to kill everybody. Right? I've always told my husband that. Like, if you ever hate me, just divorce me. Yes. Please don't kill me. I promise I won't take all your shit. Not that either of us has any shit. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. We can share the kid. It'll be fine. Yeah, not worth it. No. And so he put those kids in the cesspit as well. Oh, my God. And that was everyone who lived with him, apparently. But if you remember, this was all happening on December 22nd. Yeah. And so... Christmas. Christmas is coming around. And the rest of the family is about to visit. Oh, shit. So they're coming over for Christmas. And on December 26th, Ronald's son, Billy, who was 23 his wife Renata who was 22 and their 20 month old son Trey oh my gosh were the first to arrive turn back I know and Ronald shot Billy and Renata and then strangled and drowned their son Trey oh why does he do that to the kids I don't know like that's the way that he chooses to do this was he low on bullets I don't get it oh and not that I would rather be shot or not that there's like a better way to do it or anything but like why Uh, yeah like i feel like if you shoot in the right place it's over instantly we're strangling that shit's personal and they're suffering well and he's drowning them at the same time in like a rain barrel so you're like gasping but you can't breathe because you're being strangled but you're also like oh that sounds awful yeah i hate it so then the next to show up were sheila who was 24 and this is the girl that he was abusing right yeah her husband dennis mcnulty who was 23 and her two children 
There was seven-year-old Sylvia Gale, who was fucking Ronald's actual daughter. Ugh. And Sheila's other child with her husband uh-huh. was 21-month-old Michael. Oh. Ronald shot Sheila and Dennis and then strangled the two children. Oh, my God. And then he was like, God damn it, these bodies are piling up, right? You have so many dead people. What am I going to do? Yeah. The cesspit's probably full. I need another one. So he's like, I know. I'm just going to line them all up in a neat little row in the living room. What? Yeah. Except for the babies. He put the bodies of the two grandbabies, he wrapped them in plastic, and then put them in the trunks of two different cars that were, like, behind his home. They were kind of, like, abandoned cars. Like junkyard cars? Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? Yeah. And then everyone else that he had lined up in the living room, he put coats over all of them, Uh. except for Sheila, who he covered with their best tablecloth. What in the world is going on? With I have this guy? no fucking idea. Weird. Yeah. He just like draped the coats on him though. He didn't like put them no, on. No, he didn't them. like put them on him. He like okay. draped them over him as if to say. And I saw one thing that said it was like their own coats. But weird. Isn't putting like a blanket or a coat or something like a sign of remorse? Yeah, like covering up what you did. Yeah, yeah. But then like the best tablecloth went over Sheila, who is the girl that he had Molested. sexually Yeah. Sexually abused and fathered a kid with. So, mm, a little fucking weird, right? Ugh. Super fucking weird. And then he doused them in kerosene because he (gasps) apparently thought that it would stop them from smelling and attracting animals or people, like, to the smell. Just by dousing them? He didn't, like, burn them? Nope. Just doused them. Oh. They're in his home, and he still has to live there. Okay. Fucking weird. Yeah. Pretty sure that's not a preservative. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't either, but I'm pretty sure. (laughs) It wouldn't be my first guess. Yeah. I don't know. Then once he had the feng shui all figured out in his living room. (laughs) (laughs) How many bodies did he have? Oh, shit. Was there seven? I feel like because you need like seven lemons in a bowl in the corner of your house will bring like fucking. Well, there was. Lucky stars. There was Sylvia. So Uh that's one. And then there was Sheila and her husband. And then Billy and his wife, Renata. So. Five. Yeah, I think there Ooh, were five. Five dead bodies. But Wonder then they what that had, brings. Technically, the two grandbabies would have been seven, but he put them in trunks outside. Ugh, God damn it! This is why. This is why we can't have nice things. Mm-hmm. Take so he, seven dead bodies. He really fucked up the feng shui. Yeah. He's about to fix it. Okay. <laughs> God. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so he had his living room all set up, right? He's yeah. Like, okay, this is perfect. Exactly how I want it. Mm-hmm. And then he went to the bar and. That night and the next day, he spent at home just drinking and watching TV. Sounds great. Like, in the living room with the fucking bodies. He's That's just, really you know, weird. Yeah. Fucking drinking away and like, oh, my programs are on. <laughs> my programs. <laughs> oh, God. My game shows are on. Exactly. Big bucks, no whammies. <laughs> it's like the newlyweds or something. Jesus. And then on December 28th, he drove into town in Russellville and he went to Walmart and bought another gun. Okay. And then he went to a law office and he went inside and the receptionist was a lady named Kathy Kendrick. Oh, God. Who was 24 years old and apparently Ronald had like a crush on her at some point, but she denied him. Uh Uh-huh. So when he went Isn't he old now? Yeah. Like he's got grandkids and shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, she had, I mean, 
Yeah. There was a big generational gap. She had every right to deny him. Oh, gross. I mean, she had every right to deny him anyway. But yeah, yeah. But like, whoa, dude. Yeah, but he was like... Tone it down, Silver Fox. Shooting way out of his league. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when he went in that day, his plan was to shoot and kill her. Oh, no. And then he did. <gasps> no. And then he went to an oil company office and killed a man there named J.D. Chaffin, who was 33, Jeez. He shot him. Was there a reason? I couldn't find a reason wow. to it. So he's just going on a spree. Yeah. I think he used to work at the law office, but huh. the oil company, there totally was random. like an article that was like, yeah, they were strangers. Like he did not know this man. Weird. But also he shot and wounded the owner of the oil company whose name was Rusty Taylor. Okay. So he didn't die. Okay. Now he's getting sloppy with his gunshots, yeah, right? Yeah, some bitch. So then he went over to a convenience store that he used to work at, and he shot the two people working there. Oh, my gosh. Fortunately, they were only wounded. Oh, good. They didn't die. Yeah, he's getting real sloppy. Exactly. Like, um, maybe he's, like, conserving bullets. Maybe. Listen, every time I think about somebody getting shot at work and shit, I'm just like, mm-mm, not worth it. Nope. Absolutely to not. To die at work is the ultimate. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't Fuck even want to be here, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So then he went over to a Woodline Motor Freight Company, another place that he used to work, and he found his old supervisor, Joyce Butts, and he shot her in the head and the chest. Ah. She lived. Holy shit. Yeah. And then he went into an office, and he took a lady named Vicki Jackson at gunpoint, and he told her to call the police. He said, I've come to do what I wanted to do. It's all over now. I've gotten everybody who wanted to hurt me. Whoa. So he had like a vendetta he was out for. Yeah, he, like, had a fucking list. Oh. And there was one article that was, like, he just fucking chatted up this receptionist lady until the police arrived. And I can only imagine that awkward fucking conversation. (laughs) So, uh, you got a gun there, huh? (laughs) Like, please don't kill me, but also, like, I feel you. I hate working here, too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, when'd you work here? (laughs) Yeah. What'd you do? Your whole family, huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, every, everyone. Okay. Uh-huh. In your living room. Mm, mm. Nice. Only five? <laughs> I heard seven is the lucky number. Right. Well, like I said, he fixed the feng shui because he ended up killing two more people during this whole thing. Like, he wounded a bunch of people, but two more people actually died that weren't his family members. Yeah, but did he put them in the living room and drape them with a coat and set kerosene on them? No, he didn't. Yeah. 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 He didn't fix the feng shui. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So then when the police got there, he cooperated and handed over his gun and surrendered. Okay. And he was found sane by a psychiatrist and fit to stand trial. Okay. And he was charged with 16 counts of capital murder. Whoa. That's intense. Yeah. That's like mass murder. (laughs) Fucking right. Actually, a mass murder is three. Do you know that? I didn't. And now I do. Now you do. Apparently, a prosecutor tried to provide a motive to the murders Mm -hmm. of Ronald's family. Yeah. He found a handwritten note in a safe deposit box. Ooh. Yeah. A clue. (laughs) A clue, you say? (laughs) And the note was undated and indicated a strong love-hate relationship between Ronald and his daughter, Sheila. Ooh, that's a weird thing to keep in your safety deposit box. I agree. (laughs) Like... Like, just rip out a page of your diary? This one. <laughs> this, this one This one really found. explains all my feelings. <laughs> yeah, this one explains me. I feel like I really captured the moment in this poem. My essence? <laughs> exactly. I thought it was weird, too. But apparently he had it. <laughs> and so 
The judge allowed the letter to be presented in court. And Ronald flipped the fuck out. Oh, he's like, those are my secret words, my private words, my private feelings. Don't read my secrets. (laughs) He punched the prosecutor in the face. Oh, yeah. How? How did he get over there? I don't know. I guess he didn't have handcuffs on. Oh, shit. They were like, this guy who just killed 16 people and fucking wounded a shit ton of others definitely isn't a threat. Don't worry about him. You think the bailiff was like, oh, look alive. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't paying attention. What was the last thing you said? (laughs) Well, he punched the prosecutor in the face, and then he tried to get the deputy's gun. Oh, shit, that's Mm -hmm. not good. He didn't, thank God. Okay, good. But he was hustled out of the courtroom. Hustled? (laughs) I'm sorry. Now I'm picturing him being hustled out. (laughs) Shoo, shoo, shoo. Come on, let's go. (laughs) Whoa. Really got out of hand there. (laughs) So he was taken out in chains, right? Yeah. So apparently part of the letter said, you have destroyed me and you have destroyed my trust in you. I will see you in hell. Whoa, bro. Yeah, I think it was like addressed to Sheila maybe or like to her but not given to her. Yeah, must be. One of those like therapy things like write the people that you hate a letter. And then burn it and watch it flush down the toilet. Yeah, but he didn't. He kept it in a safety deposit box. Fucking weird. Yeah. So he was sentenced to death. Yeah, good. Uh Uh-huh. And he didn't try to appeal. He was like, yeah, I fucking deserve this. I did all of that. Yeah. But fun fact, he wrote up a thing that basically said he didn't want an appeal and that no action by anybody should be taken to appeal or change his sentence in any way. Okay. Because I guess there's like already like a thing in place where all death sentences get like appeals automatically. Oh, okay. And so he was like, don't fucking do that shit. Just leave me alone. Yeah. Okay. But the other guys on death row, they were like, for some reason, really didn't like him doing that because they felt that it hurt their own chances of appeal. Huh. And I'm not sure how it affects them. But anyway, they're yeah. probably just like, don't look over here. And you're making them look over here. Exactly. And so one guy on death row tried to force an appeal of Ronald's case, but he was unsuccessful in the Supreme Court. But it like got all the way to the Supreme Court. Whoa. It's just a random fucking other guy on death row. That's super weird. I don't get it. I don't either. I thought it was really weird, too. Maybe they're just bored. And they're like, ha, I'm going to get them. You know how I'll piss them off? Yeah, fuck you. I guess he had to be separated from all the other inmates and stuff because everybody was so pissed off that he wasn't trying to do appeals. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. Mm-hmm. And then on June 25th, 1990, mm-hmm. he was executed by lethal injection. Ooh. Another fun fact the death sentence whatever warrant or whatever you do yeah was actually signed by bill clinton when he was the governor oh interesting yeah before he got his dick sucked in the office (laughs) yep before he did not inhale (laughs) so this is also the fastest sentence to execution to death that the u.s had ever had yeah it seemed pretty quick yeah because he was just like yeah fucking do it i deserve it let's go whoa get this shit over with yeah and his last words were Justice delayed, finally be done, is justifiable homicide. Uh, are you sure he wasn't insane? (laughs) Right. Did that make a sentence? (laughs) I don't know. I read it a bunch of times and I was like, this was it. (laughs) That's what he said. He's just saying random words. (laughs) He said justice and justifiable and... Homicide. Yeah, it, it makes... Say it again. Justice delayed, finally be done, is justifiable homicide. No, it still doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It feels like a haiku. <laughs> yeah, yeah. where does the comma go? <gasps> <laughs> right? There wasn't one. Weird. And no one would claim his body, so he was buried in, like, a pauper's grave. 
Oh, weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, he fucking killed anybody who could possibly claim it. Right? He killed his entire family. Who the yeah. fuck is supposed to claim it? Yeah. But he, he had other siblings and shit. Did he? Yeah, he had like, they had like 10 or something, right? Yeah, but like, would you claim your sibling if they just went fucking crazy? And killed his whole family? No, probably not. He's just like, you can keep those. I'm like, that's the black sheep? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want that juju in my house. Yeah. He fucked up the feng shui already in mm-hmm. his own. Yeah. Uh, Dude, what did they do when they found all those bodies in his house? Were well, they that, like, whoa. That was another thing. They said they went into the house and there was like a mix between chaos because there was like blood everywhere and shit and these dead bodies and then order where the struggle or anything didn't happen in there. So the house was still like nice. Put together, but there was just death everywhere. Yeah. So there's like dead bodies and I don't know. It was just like a juxtaposition whoa. of like fucked up and like this is a quaint home on our fucking 13 acre farm or whatever oh my god yeah um how long were the bodies there for were they decomposing or was this all done within like days i think like two or three days i think that they showed up on like the 26th and then he went on the spree out in the world on like the 28th oh my god that's so weird yeah so what the fuck yeah (laughs) goddamn yeah goddamn being real weird back there also i can't wait for you to google his name because jesus christ his face yeah this guy looks crazy Ooh, that shit's going up on the web page it mostly looks like if santa were to go on a rampage this guy has a crazy santa beard does he yeah it's real weird weird. that makes it weirder Mm -hmm. like i know he's older but i still imagine him as like young and spry (laughs) I would think that you'd have to be. I mean, to like a 17 year old girl, he strangled and drowned. Like, 17, you're you gotta almost be an adult. Yeah. Like, I'd be strong. I don't know if I could fight off my grandpa because my grandpa was pretty strong. Yeah, my grandpa was too. My grandpa was like tall and thin, but like he had real strong hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know. You he could open that, so many jars. <laughs> right? I You would think that they'd still like put up enough of a fight yeah that's weird but i mean he had a gun so oh but he was drowning them yeah yeah but he could have had the gun also and been like i'm gonna shoot you yeah if you don't let me drown you i don't know i don't know (laughs) i don't know the logistics of this (laughs) yeah but goddamn am i right oh you are right you are right son all right so if you guys want to see that crazy picture i'm sure i'm gonna find Mm-hmm. in the future for future stacy <laughs> go to our website isgdpodcast.com and we will post pictures there along with links to our merchandise and our patreon which you should go fucking join yep it's a lot of fun over there also you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook yep. at isgd podcast and our facebook group the goddamn pod group come join it's super fun it is you guys are posting some fun shit mm-hmm also, you can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Please do. We enjoy the emails. Yep. I owe some responses back to some people. I owe some responses back to people who wrote us letters. We just got a letter. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do that at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. And you write us a lovely little letter. And I promise at some point, eventually, I will write you back. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till you have that baby, man. I know. There's going to be like a month of a dark period. I'm going to have so much time. (laughs) I'm just now getting into the swing of podcasting again. Oh, man. Because you think like, oh, I have so much time. I can do so much social media. But then it's like you're feeding and you read something and you're like, I need 
like an hour nap before I can respond to this coherently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yep. five days go by. <laughs> well, all right, lady. I think this wraps it up. Well, let's wrap this shit up. Until next week, you fellow weirdos. Bye. Bye. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from Naptime Nancy True Crime Podcast. Do you have an obsession with true crime? Are you intrigued by the mystery and the rabbit holes surrounding unsolved cases? And can you appreciate the snark and humor of an exhausted mother of two young children? Then you should click subscribe to Naptime Nancy Podcast. Throw on some baby shark for your kids or pet or partner. Slide your headphones on and join me as I talk some true crime during nap time. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Audioboom, and other listening apps.